Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday where we encourage you to listen in wherever you're at and hear the Word of God and the truth preached. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and this week we're airing a message entitled Ten Gates. If you'd like to hear this message again or any other messages from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. The next one is the horse gate. The horse gate. This introduces the idea of warfare. And you're at 3 o'clock now going counterclockwise. We've almost gone all the way around the the walls of the city. But you're at 3 o'clock with this gate. And this introduces the idea of warfare and the battles we have in the Christian life that we must be ready to fight. I I always think of David's mighty men of valor. I I always think, and it's, it's sad to me, Paul told Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. But the militant aspects of Christianity are being lost on this generation. And I'm afraid that that churches and Christianity in general and the impression that a lost world has of Christians in general is, is principally effeminate. Now, I'm all for the ladies and things feminine, but that ought to be in the ladies. Men ought to be men. Guys, you shouldn't have to cash in your manhood at the door. We got all this, you know, politically correct. And, you know, maybe I'm missing something, but I've never read where nice is a fruit of the Spirit. But you'd you'd think by this modern generation of Christians, it's the only fruit. And getting along is, is the only command that we have. Folks, we're to get along with each other as believers. And, and don't misunderstand. I think we should be nice. I'm all for being nice. I don't think we ought to be crude and hard and contrary just for the sake of being crude and hard and contrary. But folks, you know what? As believers, we got to go up against some things. You know that world that's in a moral and spiritual freefall? It's not happy to go alone. It wants to take you and I with it. And folks, if we don't go through the horse gate, if we don't put on the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, our loins girt about with truth, we're going to get washed out in the downward stream of iniquity. The horse gate. Spiritual warfare. Someone said no one sings onward Christian soldiers anymore because there's too many conscientious objectors in God's army. Well, I hope that's not the case at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, the horse gate. Take a look at the next one. Look at verse 29, the east gate, and we're almost there. This is at 2.30. This is at 2.30, and the eastern gate, well, take your Bibles. Let me show you what the eastern gate is all about. Go to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. This is an exciting gate. Matthew chapter 24, the east gate. And you're at about 2.30 now. You've gone almost around the city. In Matthew chapter 24, take a look at verse 27. Matthew 24 and verse 27. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You know what we're looking for, folks? We're looking for the Lord's return. We're looking for the Lord's return. I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the uppertaker, folks. And the eastern gate speaks of Christ's return. In Ezekiel chapter 10, the prophet saw God's glory depart from the temple by the east gate. But later in chapter 43 of Ezekiel, he saw God's glory return from the way of the east. 
The Bible talks about the blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it might be dark out there. And yeah, as we read the Word of God and read the book of Revelation, we realize it's going to get darker before the day star arises and takes us home. But folks, that's all the more reason for us to let our light shine for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we're looking forward to going through that eastern gate. And then you look at verse 31, and we wrap it up at 2.15. We've gone all the way around the city. And the very last gate, verse 31, is called the gate of Mithcad. That is a, a Hebrew word that was transliterated. In other words, the, the sound that the Hebrew letters made, it made the sound Mithcad, and they just brought it across. They brought it across into English. And the word means appointment, account, census, or mustering. It carries the idea of troops showing up for a review and appointed place for a meeting. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. One of the things you, you learn when you read the book of Proverbs is that the wise man, the wise man lives his life in light of final judgment. Do you know what? Just that one little thing right there would change the way a lot of people live completely. Living life in light of the very last gate, the gate Mithcat, the gate of judgment. I'm thankful this morning that I have been judged for the penalty of my sins for the last time in the person of Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, what God wants to do for you is he wants to give you eternal life. And the way he does that is Jesus Christ went to judgment for your sins. And if you will trust him as your personal Savior, God will take the judgment that Christ went through for your sins and put it to your account and clear you from the penalty of your sins for all eternity. Isn't that wonderful news? And if you're saved here this morning, one thing you know, I, I tell you what, uh, there has not been a horror movie ever made, I guarantee you, that can even touch some of the stuff in the book of Revelation, not the least of which is Revelation chapter 20, when the Bible says the great and small stand before God, and the books are open, and the book of life is open, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. We call that the great white throne judgment, and I can't imagine anything more terrifying than to be standing suspended over outer darkness and realizing that the judge of the universe is about to pass sentence on me, and when that sentence is passed, I drop into a lake of fire for all eternity. And he says to me, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Folks, there's no horror movie that can even touch that. But because of what Jesus Christ went through for you and I, I'll never have to hear those words nothing even close to it, because the penalty of my sins, the eternal penalty for my sins, was paid for by Jesus Christ on the cross. And I will be judged for the penalty of my sins no more, because he went to judgment for me. If you've never been saved, let me encourage you, let me beg you, let me implore you to come and trust Christ as your personal Savior this morning. Don't wait. Don't wait. Trust him this morning. But as Christians, 
But as Christians, we know that we will show up at the judgment seat of Christ. We know that we will be judged for our works from the time that we got saved till the time that we went home. And it's a sobering thought to realize. And folks, I'm afraid it's all around us, and I'm afraid we're all subject to it. But, but the philosophy of our day, if I had to sum it up, is that, is that it's really, it's all about me. And life is about making me happy and making me fulfilled. And in reality, folks, that's not what God's called us to. He said, I came that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. But you know, happiness is something you stumble on as you're doing God's will in your life. Fulfillment is something that God gives as an addendum when we're pursuing holiness, not happiness. Folks, the second fruit of the Spirit is joy. And when we serve the Lord and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we have joy in our hearts. But we live in a culture now that is telling us again and again and again, whether it's through education, advertisement, commerce, entertainment, and even religion in the name of Christ, that the greatest good is for you to be true to yourself and fulfill yourself, even if it means unrolling on everybody else. And that's not what God's called us to, folks, because one of these days we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we're all going to give account of ourselves. And the real key to real happiness, joy, and fulfillment is found in giving ourselves away to God, His people, and the salvation of the lost. And in that, we find the true meaning of fulfillment. And what Jesus talked about when He said, I came that they might have life and may ha might have it more abundantly. I'm glad this morning that starting at the sheep gate down to the gate Mifkat, someone was maintaining those gates when I showed up. I'll close with this little poem because I think this poem sums it up. An old man traveling a lone highway came at the evening cold and gray to a chasm vast and deep and wide. The old man crossed in the twilight dim. The sullen stream held no fears for him. But he stopped when he reached the other side and built a bridge to span that tide. Old man, said a fellow pilgrim near, you're wasting your strength with building here. Your journey will end with the ending day and you will never again pass this way. You have crossed the chasm deep and wide. Why build you a bridge at even tide? And the builder raised his old gray head. Good friend, on the path that I have come, he said, there followed after me today a youth whose feet must pass this way. This chasm which has been as naught to me, to that fair-haired boy may a pitfall be. He too must cross in the twilight dim. Good friend, I am building this bridge for him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Ten Gates, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. As we heard in today's message, God moves His people not to take the inward look, but to take the outward look. The body of Christ ministers to itself and rejoices together when one is saved and becomes part of the body of Christ. If you are listening here today and you are not saved or unsure about your salvation, and you want to be with Christ in heaven one day and experience the magnificence of God Himself, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church at 20. 888 4545 That's 208 888 
4545. As mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, if you would like to hear this or any other message from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org for more information. We also invite you to join our live streams on Facebook and YouTube for weekly encouraging messages. And if you just so happen to be in the area, we have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 1030 to 430 and Wednesdays from 830 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us for our weekly services. They begin with Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., followed by the morning service at 10.45, a Sunday evening service at 5.45 p.m., and our midweek service on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Our services have nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and even college age groups. Thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth, a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. And may God bless you in the coming weeks and days ahead.